0: We are in the process of discussing the halachas of bin Odom and We finished off last week, two weeks ago I should say, talking about the halachas which are relevant for a host. Our host has to accompany the guests. Out of the home, in the time of Khazal it was quite a long way they had to walk them. Nowadays, because there's no, de- no such dangers, no real dangers in walking in the street, we only come to them in unless the person doesn't know his way around town, then you have to direct him and enable him to arrive at, at his destination safely. We discussed the halakas of being a guest at length, the different halakas of being a guest, how one has to behave when one, when one is a guest, and uh, the chiy of a course. i tell you from presence, etc. I don't want to go through it all again now. I want to discuss a different subject of Reynald and the Haver, one which is extremely relevant particularly for people who invite um, guests from, from the broader community uh, so the discussion I would like to talk about this week is the halakhs of Lifnei Iveh Lo'isitein miksho. the prophet tells us Lifnei lo Lo'isitein miksho, the person is not allowed to leave a stumbling block in front of a blind person in its simplest form though it's not so clear that the Torah is actually referring to that in its simplest form, it's talking about you have a blind man walking along the street and you put a block in front of him. He doesn't see it. He can't see it. Then he stumbles over it. The Torah says it's a You're not allowed to put a block in front of a blind person. But in truth, the Chazal say that's not what the terry is really literally referring to. There are many Fosuk who say that you can't take a Fosuk out of its simplest explanation. And therefore, to put a when your leg when somebody's walking by and he can't see it and he will trip. Is the love of lichtet The actually says that the love of lichtne is really talking about handing or giving a issa to someone, enabling someone to transgress an issa. Enabling someone to transgress an isa does not have to mean a Jew. To enable a non-Jew to transgress an issa to enable a Jew to transgress an Issa, you will be over the law of Lippon, Ibala, Mishal. of course, the Issa that you'll be enabling a non-Jew, will be different to the Issa that you'll be enabling a Jew, a Jew is any Issa which the Tariq says you mustn't do, if you enable the, your friend to transgress that Issa, you have transgressed the law of Lippon, Ibala, Mishal. when it comes to a non-Jew, it's going to be an Issa which is, Pertinent to the non jews so for instance, our way to Zorah is pertinent to the non-Jew. If you enable a, 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 a non-Jew to serve our way to Zorah through you, and we'll discuss the parameters of that because it's extremely pertinent to practical halacha nowadays. If you enable that non-Jew to serve our way to Zorah you as the Jew have been have transgressed the love of lifting evil You may not give enable a person to transgress this. If you do, there's an element of sin within yourself as well. So, for instance, the Gemara discusses the scenario of handing a cup of wine to a Nodier. Now, we know that a Nodier is someone who's not—it's forbidden to eat wine, drink wine, or eat any extracts of, a, of the grape, of the vine, and you handed him a cup of wine. You... Of course the Nazi's got his own and the is not allowed to drink the wine and if he drinks the wine he's naughty boy and he's going to get smacked and whatever punishment he will get for drinking the wine. But you as, as the enabler, you're the one that gave him the opportunity, the ability and the know-how to do that you therefore now transgress the law of Livni Ebala Sittemesher. And the same thing where it talks about like giving Eva Minachai to a non-Jew. Eva Minachai is a, a limb from a live animal. It's one of these seven ministers the not allowed to, even a non-Jew is not allowed to partake of an Eva Minachai. Can't eat from a live animal or cut off a limb from a live animal and eat it. If you gave Eva Menachai's eat to a non-Jew to a non-Jew you have transgressed this of because you have enabled that non-Jew to do something which is not allowed to do. However, in order for you to transgress the love of live in which it's got to be, and these are the parameters of the Torah, it's got to be that this gentleman or person, whoever it may be, has no ability to transgress that sin without you. What the Gemara discusses, the Gemara calls it trait of de two sides of the river. So for instance, the Gemara will talk about you have the nausea on one side of the river and you're standing with a bottle of wine on the other side of the river. There's no way that that nausea can actually come and partake of that wine. There's a river in between. And there's no bridges, there's no boats. He's stuck. But you then take the wine and you pass it over the river to him. And it's just wide enough that you can reach. And he, etc., takes it from you and you've now given him the wine to drink. Of course he's drinking of his own accord and he's a naughty man, etc. And he's over, being over. all the love of him and all that same, whatever he's being over for, drinking wine when he's a naughty. But you facilitated that sin. And since you facilitated it, you have transgressed the love of this native it's got to be however the parameters are. It has to be that he couldn't have transgressed that sin without you. If he could have, if it was on the same side of the river, and he could have technically gone and got himself, but you made it easier for him, or you handed it to him, then it wouldn't be a problem of Litnir blessing Because he could have done that himself. There may be another, other issues which we'll discuss in a moment, but the love of Ibba is only if you are the sole facilitator. So, if you have a non-jew, for instance, you have a non-jew coming, staying in your house, No, no, non, sorry, you have a non-from person staying in your home, and you give him something which is osseh to eat, you know that he's going to eat it, because he doesn't know any better, by feeding him something which is osser, you have transgressed the love of lifnei blusi you have caused him, because had he not been in your home, he wouldn't have eaten that food. You have caused him to be over the love of lifnei we will discuss a, bit, a little bit later the parameters of that because what would happen if he had the same food at home what would happen if he had gone and buy that food in the shop himself whether that's called Trey of Reginari is that called two sides of the river and you're called the sole facilitator or is it just that you've helped him but you haven't actually facilitated the sin that's all That's the parameters, the basic parameters of Ibn However, there is another issa which could be major Bonon, it's learned from a fossil it could be an asmaqla. Most can take it on to be a Mijarbonan. And that's the Issa to be Misayah, to help another person do an issa. To help another person do an issa, that's also completely forbidden. So even if the person who is transgressing that barrier has the ability to transgress that barrier without you, but yet you aided that person to transgress that sin. Aiding is also forbidden. Masayya is also also. There are differences in halacha between a masayya and somebody who did which we will discuss in a few moments. But I want to talk talk through first one of the scenarios, one of the most famous cases in Shabbos where this is relevant. Um, most of you haven't learned Mishnah Shabbos. But if you would have ever learnt Mishnah Shabbos, you, the most famous mission of Mishnah Shabbos is the first mission in the Masechta. The first mission in the Masechta discusses... Yes. The Fantastic. The. Fantastic. Fantastic.
1: See? Here
0: yeah. we are. Learn the people. <laughs> <laughs> the first mission of Mesechta Shabbos is trying to give the parameters of the Isra of Hissor, of carrying from one domain to another domain. And the mission discusses the, the story of a poor man who is outside in the street begging, in inverted commas, for something to eat from the Balabos, the the rich man inside. And the rich discusses that story. So you have the poor man outside and the rich man inside. And the rich man picks up the food from the table inside the house and he hands it to the poor man whose hand is still outside. Then the rich man has transgressed the Yisrael because he did the Akira. He lifted it up from the table in the home in the Rishon Yachid, and he put it down in the hand of the on the inner the Shusarabim. If the other way round, the poor man, the rich man would hold the food in his hand inside, and the poor man would stretch his hand over the, the threshold, lift up the food and take it outside, the poor man has transgressed the islam. What would happen if the rich man lifted up his hand and put it outside, didn't put it down anywhere, and the poor man just took it from his hand? So then we have the akir done by the rich man, but the Hanukkah, in the second domain, it's only done by the poor man. So, neither have done a full issa. So there again, the Mishnah tells us, that's permitted. Permitted to, be in our favor a to do half of Malach is also awesome. To do half of Malach is also awesome. However, where we, the case we want to come to is, what would happen if you didn't do anything? You just took your table and you pushed it nearer the door. And the poor man now could put his hand in and take the fruit out, or you just stood there. And you, ha- you just stood there with the food on your hand. And the poor man put his hand in, took the food out, and then ate it outside. So the one who's actually done the complete malacha, the full transition from the domain of the Shusayachit to the domain of the Shusayachit was the poor man. But you...
1: Yes. Mrs. Emanuel. Uh, Mrs. Emanuel, <laughs> one day, when
0: you learn Shash, you'll understand that Shash is full of strange people. Most of the scenarios in Gomorrah are about weird and strange people. It's not about the realities of Heshad here. This is all about just creating a scenario of its sort. It doesn't have to be a rich man, it doesn't have to be a poor man. In fact the mission doesn't actually say a rich man, it's just called, it just talks about Balabais and the Oni. The reason why we talk about Balabais and Oni cause an Oni is always outside and a Balabai's is always inside. It's just a simple scenario. It didn't have to be a fruit, it could be a, a watch. Okay? So let's, let's leave Chesed so out. Chesed is a fantastic thing, but it doesn't come in every angle of, of short and short and shut. It does play a very important part. So if I stood there with my hand, this Balabai, the rich man stood there with his hand, with the fruit on the hand, and the poor man put his hand in and took the fruit out, of course the poor man is the one who's transgressing it. But the rich man has also done something wrong. Because he's facilitated the Issa of the poor man. The poor man can't get that food. Again, the man hasn't invited him in. So he can't get that food without me putting my hand there. So I have facilitated that Issa. And therefore the Halakha says that if you may not be asked over the Issa Shabbos, you haven't transgressed the Malakha of Shabbos, but you have transgressed the Malakha of, or oh yes, it's not Malakha, transgressed the Issa of, system, The scenarios get broader, as we'll see, it becomes very practical. <clears throat> so that's the parameter of this if the perpetrator let's call him that is able to achieve his aim without you then even if you do aid the perpetrator in his act of sin you haven't actually transgressed the ifni'ivah. But there is a problem of being Messiah. You're not allowed to aid or best aid in any way a person doing any, a, a sin. I'm just trying to read r- down here we are. Yeah, because the prophet pos- says, rabim le you mustn't and allow people to be evil. And therefore by you and aiding someone to do a sin, you've also transgressed the ifni'ivah. When the right of drabonon is debatable, the halakha seems to take on its only drabonon. <coughs> now, there are different parameters however, for Lifne Iva, and for Messiah. When it comes to Lifne Iva, we've said that applies both to a Jew and a non-Jew. When it comes to the issue of Messayiah, just helping, Messayiah means just to help, that's not so, not so straightforward that that applies to a non-Jew as well. If you have a non-Jew who's able to go and buy Avon and Achai in McDonald's, right, they sell horse meat, they probably sell Avon Menachai as well. And he's able to go and buy it. You then, or he has it in his house, or he has it in his house. You then go and hand him the Abram have you been transgressing the Isaiah? If that was a Jew, of course there would be even Islam But to a non-Jew not to a non-Jew, that's not so clear. The remark brings two opinions as to whether there's an Islam with a non-Jew, whether non-Jew can actually achieve his aim without you. And the remark says that when it comes to non-Jew, the minute gets to be makol, but not makol. And he says, the bal nefesh yachme. So it's not clear. It's not clear. Where it was, in a scenario where the non-Jew doesn't actually have the food there, but he's able to go and buy the food in another shop, there are more paschimahol makol. There are more paschimahol machme. But we see that the, the Halakh of Messiah are not quite in line with the of the neighbor. Because this neighbor clearly applies to non-Jew. When it comes to Messiah, not so straightforward. What about a non-from person? Uh, uh, to aid. Messiah means to aid. To aid and help somebody in his quest to do something wrong. What about a non-Frum man? A Mumma. Somebody who is a Mumma Lechal Shabbos. He definitely is Lechal Shabbos. He definitely eats traitors. He's not a Frum person whatsoever. And you are Messiah. You help and aid him in doing something wrong. Again, we're not talking about where without you he couldn't have achieved his aim. Because that's lit and That applies across the board. So a non-Jew, a Jew, a Frumer, frum, a non-Frumer, it makes no difference. We're talking about here in Messiah, if well, I'm aiding a non-Jew to do something that he doesn't bother him to do. I'm aiding a Jew to do something that doesn't bother the Jew, a non from Jew.
1: No difference between don't know or somebody
0: So the Shach tells us that when it comes to a non from Jew, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, there's no the Messiah, there's no huge difference in the halakha a non-from person, there's no Issa Messiah. And the Dog and Ravov explains what the Shach means as follows. And he says that any Jew that would do it intentionally, would transgress this Issa intentionally, then you, by helping him, are not doing anything wrong. So he's anyway going to do it. Even though it might have been slightly more difficult for him, he'd have to go to the shop and buy it. He might have to walk home around the corner to get it. But since he would intentionally eat an Issa, and he's quite happy to do something wrong, we're talking about someone who's happy to do something wrong, there's no problem of being Messiah. No problem of being a Messiah. We're going to discuss in writing. We're going to get to that. Well, that's the climax of the shit, right? We've got to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, in Baruch Hashem, this shul HaKnosah's Arkham is a very big thing, so we need to get it right. Even though there are some people who disagree with that and say non from a Jew, it's opposite to aid in any way, him doing an Aver. But for instance, if it's a HaKonossah uh, or, or something like that, or it's because of Dachisholom, but saying no to him, you're going to cause uh, friction and there's plenty to rely on that you can aid someone who is not from in something that he anyway would have done without you so let's just repeat those parameters again to, to place a stumbling block in front of a person a blind person the meaning to, to hand a sin on the plate to another person who couldn't have actually transgressed that sin without you is forbidden across the board whether it's a Jew a non-Jew from Jew, not from Jew, makes makes a slight bit of difference, you may not in any way give an opportunity, facilitate a sin by another person. When it comes to the Islam of it's forbidden for me or any other person to help another Jew doing a sin. Whether it's forbidden to help a non-Jew is not so straightforward. Ramad says we can be makele, even though there are some who are machmed, particularly if the only ability for the non-Jew to do it is by buying it in another shop, then there's room to be machmed. And again, when it's when it's aiding a non-from person, there's room to be Mako and particularly if there's darchi shalom and panosin involved as well. However, that's all when I'm just aiding. Now this is a very, very, very uh, practical, uh, and I've had this kind practically uh, asked to me. However, to feed, or when the non-Jew is, the, or when they're not non-Jew, or the, let's talk about the non-from person. When the non-from person is actually in the process of doing an aveira and to actually help him. At the point of the avera, that's forbidden across the board. Even though he would do it without you. And even though he has the opportunity to do it without you. And even though he's not from where there's no problem to, to be Messiah, no problem to help. But at the point of the avera, you're not allowed to give any aid whatsoever. Now this is a very relevant question if you're a nurse. Or if you're aiding, if you're helping out in, 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 uh, in homes, in, uh, in, uh, in the uh, sages, in the, the Jewish care, etc. Where, uh, and I've had this from nurses, where you have to feed the patient. You have to feed the patient. And that patient's being fed food which is not kosher. Now, to put the food in front of the patient and let the patient eat it themselves will be the question of Messiah. It's not a problem with neighborhood, because without you putting it there, nurse number two will put it there. She'll ring the bell, she'll say, I'm sorry, I haven't had my lunch today. But the nurse will come along and give her the food and she'll eat it. So she has an ability to or he has an ability to the reason why I say she is a shot I had once was with a she the patient has the ability to achieve his aim of eating non kosher food without you. However, by you putting in front of this person, by putting in front of it, you are aiding the person to eat food which is not permitted. So it's a problem of Messiah. The person who's eating it is not a firm person, would eat it anyway, and is intentionally eating food which isn't kosher. So we get into the question of may I or may I not put the food in front of them? According to the many costume you are allowed to, the shaft of doctor, and i will be allowed to put it there. And even those who say I shouldn't when it comes to Daqishonim, can you imagine if you say I'm not giving you kosher food, the, rump, the, the raucous and the noise that this patient might make and, and the lack of Daqishonim, maybe there they'll be permitted the holidays to actually put the food in front of them. But what would happen if you have an elderly person or an, a sick person who's not capable of eating the food themselves? And you have to feed them the food. And there's no kosher food around. You have to feed them the food. Are you allowed to put the food in the mouth of that person? That's a being in sin, that you're not allowed to do That even on a, non, a non-front person where aiding would, would be permitted but to actually facilitate the very action of the sin, that's completely awesome. So in the scenario where I was asked the question, I had to advise them to try and get another nurse to feed this patient or find fruit which is not trape. It doesn't have to be cadastia uh, food. but try find fruit which is not, doesn't have to have trapers in it to enable them to, to be fed. Very difficult when you're when you're a nurse working in a hospital and you know that the patient that you're looking after is, is is Jewish. Very very difficult. It can be it can be a very big problem. Okay, so I think I've given you the parameters that we need to work with. These are the parameters. Living in Israel only allows does not allow you to facilitate a sin with anybody, Jew, non-Jew, whoever. Maybe you may not facilitate that sin. Messiah is primarily to a from person perhaps a non from person and even less so to a non jew even less so to a non jew let's run through now some scenarios which come up in everyday life uh, not for every person but for some people where Lipner, if it can be a real issue or at can least be, can be the problem selling uh, selling something which is forbidden and saying that it is it's permitted so for instance I sell Dalad Minim I sell a Sregium and I know that my estrogium have been grafted but they're beautiful game, and I want to make a bit of money and I can give a hashish to them I say these are kosher and no, trust me I know what I'm talking about they come from a very good very good orchard they're 100% kosher and I've now sold estrogium which are grafted and estrogium which are 100% kosher and people buy them and they make a broker so everything that transpires from me selling those estrogium is directly because of me without me they wouldn't have made a brocha on a and they wouldn't have taken a estrog which is grafted so I am the sole facilitator and the direct cause of that sin to have taken place I have transgressed ita of litna iva let's stretch it you are a shapelemacher alright I'm not getting involved in what length shapele but you are selling chapels which perhaps let's assume let's say talk about scenario which is definitely not halakha or you're selling clothes to women who definitely will be wearing these clothes and they're not sneeze. And they don't fit the parameters of her locker. Now it's true that this woman might anyway be wearing clothes which are not sneeze. That's true. But she couldn't have actually bought clothes like this from anywhere else because as you know buying clothes is an almost impossible thing you have to run around town a hundred times until you find the right clothes and then you got to take it back seven times and then you've got to take notes and then you've got to go somewhere else and you've got to run to Samuel to Golds Green to Hampstead I don't know where until you act to finding the right clothes is, is, is a crazy answer. it really is difficult so a shop a woman a man who sells clothes which are not sneers sells shades which are not sneers at the end of the day, you're not just selling, you are transgressing the issa of because you are directly causing the purchaser to wear something that you might not, or he might not have been able to, to do without you facilitating it. And therefore that is directly Directly if you sell food in a shop which is not kosher and you know that a gentleman coming in is a Jew and he's going to buy it, if the next door shop sells the same thing, and by you not selling to him, he's going to go and buy it next door, then it could be, there's no litany over there. And it's only with say, yeah, yeah. If it's a from Jew, I'm not allowed to give it to you. If it's a non-from Jew, there's room to be made for. It's not the same. If you
1: sell something not kosher, definitely, you can't make it kosher. If you send the sale a long time, she can cut it to a shop. If you were talking about, we're talking about,
0: we're talking about if you know that this person is not going to change it. You're right. If, if there's a chance that she will change it and you, she says to you, yes, don't worry, I'm going to get it lengthened and, and she doesn't, then it's not you. But if you know that the type of people you're selling to are the, from the other side of the North Circular Road, I must say loudly wet, and they're from the other side of the North Circular Road and they're going to be dre- wearing this dress as it is without the parameters of halakha which are necessary then you have directly caused them to and you've been over lovel- if, if is a lot what, what have you done? I've done nothing i just sold them a piece of dress you've been over lovel- if, if a mission. to sell your car rental company Mr. NASCAR your car rental company and you know that by renting this car out on Friday to this Jew he's going to drive it on Shabbos you've facilitated that person to transgress Shabbos you as the car rental company have facilitated you have been yes. over the all- If to drive you're not allowed to rent anything out to someone on a, on a Friday where you know he's going to transgress shoppers with it. Unless there's some other way. Maybe he wanted a car just to park outside his house. So he looks cautious. He probably gave him a nice uh, Ferrari and he makes him look really rich. There, there, there was a, a, a car rental company called Alamo. I don't know if anybody remembers it. it many years ago. So when I was a bocker, there was a car rental company called Alamo. and They used to have a few Ferraris. I think by the time they stopped renting them out, there was only about 10 miles on the, on the... They used to the people that were rich people used to rent them, they used to park them outside the hotel and just sit in there all day and then they did business. They looked like they were rich people. Fine, if that's what he wants to do, there's no problem. If there's a chance that that's what he wants to do, then you're not right. listening to the commercial. But if you know that this gentleman is definitely gonna go on a on a car run, he's gonna take it to Germany and go up and down the motorways where there's no speed limit. On Shabbos, you're not allowed to rent that car out. No, because you don't know that the gentleman is borrowing it, but if you say, you rent him a car on Friday and he's come back on Sunday morning and it's a, a, a Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock and you come back Sunday morning and he says to you, oh, thank you very much, uh, I'm going out with my friends for a trip to Germany tomorrow, we'll be back on Sunday morning, don't worry you know he's renting it for Shabbos you have facilitated his little shops.:
1: i you don't know,
0: use Naftar as an example the Chas Shalom he would never rent out it doesn't matter if he's gaining money or not it's not to do with gaining of the money. It's to do with you facilitating him the renter. Being house Irrelevant whether you gain by it or not. Lift system which has got nothing to do with you gaining. It's purely I facilitated somebody to do an appearance. Terrible thing. Lift you've transgressed a law the another.
1: We are going to talk
0: about that. <laughs> this is, as we say this this is what we're coming up to. I don't think anybody here rents cars. I don't think anybody here sells clothes which are not I'm not not correct. Well, that shakers are not correct so we're trying to build up to where it is relevant so we'll same problem and he knows that a person drinking is a jew and will drink it you have the same problem the there's nothing wrong with non-coach wines There's nothing wrong there is a problem in doing business with trade for food that's a separate issue nothing but to do with it that's a separate you must do you're not allowed to do business with trade for wine it's a separate issue but nothing to what we're discussing it's a separate discussion
1: what about either clothes or shouts or food, where you're not talking about something which is absolutely safe. because uh, let's say stringently C is why you know in some circles it is not successful accepted but the majority of people hold you can have it
0: there is a discussion in the posthum which I don't want to talk about this today there is a discussion in the posthum if something is also for me but not also for the recipient or, or the other way around Whether there's a that's a complex, a complex discussion yeah. We're talking about hey wait
1: clicker.
0: Let's just get the, the parameters clear, wait, click up. We're talking about click Buying items from a gunner for a gusten somebody who steals. You know, you get them knocking on the door, you don't get them so much here, but in gated you get it quite often. They knock on the door and they say uh, you're interested in, in, in a new bed, I've got brand new beds, they're really nice, they're uh, only 50 pounds and there's the lorry pulls up outside and there's a bunch of beds on the back. Uh, it's, it really is common. Misad halacha, it is usher awesome to buy those beds. Because by you buying those beds, you're facilitating him to be able to steal. As the Gemara tells us, It's not the mouse that stole, but it's the hole that stole. you don't need to be too bright to realize that these uh, stolen stuff uh, you can be walking down the street in, in a place like this and you'll get stopped by by a, uh, a Jordi non-Jew and he'll say to you uh, would you like to buy a new nav a navigator would you like to buy a new navigator it's only been used for sh- and you know full well that he's <laughs> he
1: You think there long enough to do it I'm
0: <laughs> by you buying the item from him you have facilitated you have caused him to go back and steal again because if no one would buy there'd be, no, be nobody stealing he's only going to steal because you know he has people who are going to buy so buying from a, 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 a person who steals is a problem of the nature. it's not straightforward walking down the street a woman who's dressed indecently or prov- provocatively walking down the street maybe for the woman she thinks she's doing nothing wrong that the people who are looking, the gentlemen who are asked to look at the woman who's dressed inappropriately, maybe tell them to close their eyes. And that's a standard refrain when you talk to a woman who's not dressed cynistically. And you say to them, you're not allowed to walk around like that. Besides the lockers for themselves, which we're not discussing, we're not learning how to see it now. But there is a problem, even for walking down the street in a provocative way, because you're causing other people to look at you. Causing other people who are not allowed to look at you to look at you. You have transgressed the law of Lich sit by Sittim it, it It sounds... Far-fetched, but it's a love of Lipnei, because without you walking down the street in a provocative way, they wouldn't look. So you have caused them to transgress. the Now, of course, as we said, Lipnei doesn't mean that the person who's done the Averia isn't going to get punished within the Averia. Of course, the gentleman walking down the street mustn't look, and he's not allowed to look, etc. But putting you, putting the Averia in the path of a person, that, so he can now transgress that Averia, automatically means that you have transgressed the love of Lipnei, and Lending someone money in rivers. Lending somebody money in rivers. I'm just giving you scenarios which are going to come up in our daily lives where living live is is extremely relevant. You lend somebody money and you say to him, "I'm giving you 100 pounds for a month, but I want 110 pounds back at the end of the month." Right? So you've transgressed the isurim, N- huge amount of isurim. The borrower hasn't really transgressed these terms. the isurim. The malveh has transgressed the terms. However, the halacha tells us that the borrower has transgressed the ISO it could be the malva, lender the is also transgressed a enable could Because without the borrower, the malva, the lender couldn't lend with interest. Lending with interest is, uh, is forbidden. You can only lend with interest if there's somebody's going to borrow from you. If you're not going to borrow, you won't be able to lend with interest. So you again have facilitated the lend, the borrower, to, to lend money with interest. That's completely awesome. That's completely awesome.
1: he's not allowed to anyway
0: he's not allowed to anyway but what I'm saying to you is even though the borrower is the one that's been uh, mistreated he's now paying back extra money for for the for the for the money that he's borrowed he's also transgressing in this so listen hitting your children hitting your children children, which today is taboo and you're not allowed to hit your children but at the time of Chazal you used to hit your children hitting your children the Gemara tells us very interesting to hit a child an older child is completely forbidden because by you hitting an older child You're causing that child to turn around and hit you back. And for a child to lift his hand up and hit his parent back is a chayyid misa. He's not allowed to. You have given the child the opportunity. You have caused him to want to turn around and hit you. The Gomorrah says therefore it's forbidden to hit an older child. A young child, where the assumption is that a young child is not going to return the smack with violence, then you are to hit where necessary, of course. Never in anger, and never in, 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 in situations where, where, where it's not called for, etc., etc. measured uh, not over over, uh, not overreacting, and all the parameters of kitzeskinuch. However, a, a small child misad Locker, you're permitted to hit. However, if you have a small child who is a bit precocious, a bit of a, uh, has a, a anger problem, and you know by hitting him he's going to hit you back as well, and you have a problem. You're not to hit that child. And today's generation, I'm afraid, where well, it's not unheard of of even young children hitting back. It could be Misad halacha <laughs> and Isam Minha Faira at the Holdham because of situation. So let's come down to the halachas of that really <laughs> that's what you're waiting for. You invited your wonderful people and you get a phone call from the jelly or you get a phone call from Aish they say to you we've got a whole load of people or from Mr. Ullman you've got a whole load of people coming from, from Germany coming from here coming from there please can you have them for a meal can you have them for a meal and you're only too happy atmosphere, you want to have them for a meal they turn up at your door and you discover that they don't know the basics of Yiddish culture. they don't know that when you give them food they've got to eat they've got to make a broccoli you don't know that uh, you've got to watch when it comes to eating bread they know nothing you invite them into your house now are you allowed to feed them are you allowed to give them a drink or you have a plumber coming to your house you have a plumber coming to your house and like one normally does with workers in the home you start talking and he's got a nice South African accent and you talk to him and he says and he comes out he's a he's, a, he's a from not from he's a I'm from unfortunately completely distant from you this guy but he's a Jew right so I have to say South African because there's any plumbers who are, who might be Jewish or something so he, he he's Say so he's Jewish so he's Jewish so you start talking to him then you offer him a drink and you realise that he's offered him a drink say so one second He's never going to make a brocker. He doesn't know what brocker is. Am I allowed to give a drink to a Jew who is definitely not going to make a brocker? Am I allowed to give bread to a person who's not going to wash for that bread? So if I know that this gentleman is not going to wash, and not going to, am I'm, I'm not giving bread to food. Because either I'm transgressing the isser of and even if he's got drink in his cart, he doesn't need me, but I'm being over the isser of Messiah. I may not do that. And there's the fucking really, really odd bit. The third because when it comes out that the Boshuva world is in a bit of a, a bit of a bind, what do they do? They can't invite people to their home. It becomes complicated. So here, the Poskim of Me'kushim, and, and many other Possum are a little bit more lenient. They say that this Issa of Maseiyya or the Issa of Litzneiver is an Issa, it's a small Issa. But if it's going to distance the people from you, more than they are. Imagine you have a gentleman come to your home and he says, "Oh, no, one second, I can't give it to you anymore. I'm sorry. You're not from. I can't give you a drink. Don't come to my house. Or we never invite from people to the home." then what's going to happen is we're going to end up distancing them from Judaism more than they are. And we're going to end up causing them to do greater avairas than this avair of eating without the bracha. Then the halacha of Messiah doesn't apply. Halacha, maybe even this doesn't apply. Because you are doing it for the very valid reason of trying to bring them closer to Yiddishkeit, not to move them away from Yiddishkeit. If you can defend them to make a brocha and help them, of course. Of course you should. Then you must. Then you must. But we're talking about when well, you can't. You can't. If you can't, then, then you... Uh, there's room to be made. Chazanesh was very machmeh, actually, on giving drinks and food. You can imagine, that yes, you all this is an extremely common problem. Uh, it's a very common. It reminds me, when I was a Bokha in Yeshiva, we uh, we, said, uh, we had a little uh, apartment, six or seven of us. It was an Arab shavuot, It was actually about 11, 12 o'clock. And I slept with an American... Americans, and everything in America is giant size. And this uh, the roommate of mine came with a huge bottle of Listerine. You've never seen a big bottle like that. A glass bottle, must be about this big, of Listerine. And he had it on the bathroom, in the bathroom on the windowsill. There was the window at the top, he had it on the window. And it was a very windy day, and the window blew open. And this glass bottle fell down on the toilet, smashed the whole toilet in half. Smashed the whole toilet. And it was about four or five hours to show us. And uh, it was a two-day two answer for us. We needed a new, a new brand new toilet. So eventually, around the corner, there was a bathroom shop in and They had a spare toilet, and they gave us the telephone number of a plumber. And along came it was actually a South African, and he <laughs> came along. Uh, uh, somebody had driven all the way by a motorbike from
1: South Africa, all the way back to Seoul
0: And he came and he very kindly put in the, fixed the new the new toilet in the in the uh, in the apartment. Uh, but it was a hot day, it was us, and we wanted to give him a drink. And we had this shy Am I allowed to give him? Are we allowed to give him a drink? He, he he couldn't get a drink anywhere else. The shops were all closed. Here we have a problem: we're giving him a drink we know he's not going to make a brocco um, and even if he wanted to make a brocco he probably couldn't make a brocco because he was in the bathroom and all we allowed to the is actually very very strict about it but the modern day poskim are much more lenient because imagine we sat there and he asked us for a drink and we said no sorry I can't give you a drink because you're not from we're really taking the gentleman we're pushing him away from Judaism and therefore the poskim are quite make him so let's finish off we're running late let's finish off with one more shayla the next the next stage of inviting people you have a co-worker in your work or you meet somebody in Sainsbury's and he's not from and you want to invite them for Shabbos meal you want to invite them for Shabbos meal by inviting them for Shabbos meal you're causing them maybe to drive to your house on Shabbos right they live in St. John's Wood and inviting them for Shabbos you're going to cause them to drive so of course inviting them for Shabbos is facilitating directly their driving a Shabbos you're, you're being over there so I'm listening the of Shabbos so if you are inviting someone who lives very far away where there's no chance of them walking or even if they to reasonably near but they're older people and there's no chance of them walking then you're not allowed to invite them. Because by inviting them you're transgressing the law of listening to assist discipleship. If I ever live with, within reasonable walking distance and you've got a reasonable walking distance it doesn't mean what we would walk on a Shabbos. It means one average person wouldn't mind walking. So from Hendon to Golders Green perhaps or from, from the one side of the Gold's Green to the other side of the Green If it was me from St. John's Road to Temple's Avenue then, then fine, then you can invite and if they decide to drive from St. John's Road to Temple's Avenue, that's fine, that's their, their choice, you haven't facilitated that. as long as they, what, when you've invited them, you the haven't caused them to be Michal Shabbos, that's what fine. if however they live very far, they live non-walkable distance, or they're people who can't walk on Shabbos, even a small distance and you then invite them for a meal it's all a bit nearby, the then the only way around that is by actually offering them and having ready a bedroom a place where they can sleep and when you invite them you say to them I'm inviting you to sleep over and they say no no I'm not going to sleep over and you say yes I've got a bedroom there it's going to be ready for you and they come and they eat the meal and you say to them we have a bedroom upstairs you're ready with pyjamas whatever you want Spare, please stay for, for, for the night and they say no we want to drive back home tonight then there's nothing to do about it then you haven't facilitated anything you've given them the opportunity to be to stay over Shabbat. You've given them the ability not to be Mechal Shabbos. They then went and were Machal Shabbos. That's permitted. And there's no problem with Messiah here. Even there's no Lich the Nihibah because you gave them the opportunity to it. You didn't facilitate that to the Shabbos. The problem with Messiah also doesn't apply. Because first of all, I'm not sure if there's Messiah when you actually offer them a bedroom to sleep. And secondly, I'm a person who's not from Who intentionally wants to do something wrong. As we discussed, it could be there's no problem with Messiah, no problem of aiding anyway. And that's how we get around, and that is the parameters of inviting non from people to Shabbos. You have to A, make sure that it's walking distance, or if it's not in walking distance, you must practically give them an option of staying. It's no good saying you're having 25 kids in the home and then inviting them, yes, you can stay overnight, because you know full well they're not going to stay overnight. And even if they said, yes, there's no event to sleep, that's not going to help you. That's not going to help you. Or saying there's a hotel down the road, maybe you don't want to pay for a hotel. You've got to give them an opportunity where they can really stay overnight for, 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 for Friday night, and then you've... Absolve yourself from the love of Lefnevles and of As soon as you invite them, yeah. as soon as you invite them, and then again on the, on the evening, and then again on Shabbos, it's got to be uh, it's got to be uh, available for them on Shabbos. if they change their
1: mind? They might, but this
0: this this journey from your home to their home was facilitated directly by you. you know
1: they might not have
0: driven that Friday night. They might not have had an early night. If you have a place and you offer them, you continue yeah. to offer them. Yeah. If, if they say the shuma not, then it could be really not okay. Unless there's a chance that they will stay over overnight. Okay. One more thing we'll just finish off. The of yeah. yeah. there's another angle yeah. to Haloq of Bushiva, and that is if somebody comes and asks your advice to give negative advice, advice which is a sha'innah again, advice which is not the correct advice so instance, somebody comes says to you should I sell this house or I not sell this house and you're a property man you think to yourself one second if he sells the house I can buy it and I can, make a, I can really make a fortune because I know I can so you give him the advice to sell the house which is really detrimental to him you give him eight to shame. again so again you transgress the love of listening evil, sure. you are not allowed to give negative advice you must only give positive advice if somebody gives you advice you have to give them positive advice where there's a slight problem is one if that positive advice is going to rebound against you negatively by giving them the positive advice, which is good for them, it's going to end up being negative for you. It can have scenarios where you advise them um, to buy a certain property, but because they're going to buy that property, you can't buy whatever you want to buy, and it's going to end up rebounding negatively against you. Then you may not, still may not give them negative advice, because you'll be over the love and they sit in your show, but you can turn around and say, I'm sorry, I can't discuss, that. I don't have, I don't want to advise you on that. You're allowed to remove yourself from the, from the advice. Normally you have to give the best advice you can, but here where it's going to rebound negatively to you, you can turn around and say, I'm sorry, I don't want to give advice in this scenario, please ask someone else. And that's me, but to give negative advice in any situation, even if it's going to be detrimental to yourself, completely forbidden, that's the law of listening to I hope I've given you some of the parameters of listening is It really can be relevant if we think about it in our daily lives. We do come across scenarios where we can inadvertently facilitate from people, non from people, and we really have to remember that Lichtenfelder Nebel is one of the halakas al chaveri, not to call the stumbling in front of blind men. We are all blind in certain areas of our lives. There are certain areas of our lives where we're blind, and we need, and that's what society is all about. We need other people to enable us to be able to navigate our way through society. And therefore, the importance of Lichtenfelder's central mission is one of the things which is Al which will be as facilitated the rebuilding of the Beit Mikdash. Just one moment till just to finish off. We're coming. We began the three weeks. We began the. Down time, if you want to call it that, in, in the, the cycle of the calendar, three weeks from now, all the way through to Tishabav, which is a, a time of sadness, a time of, of crying and mourning over the Besamigdash. But yet we find something very, very strange. We find that the Kara Alay Mayid, that Tishabov is called a Mayid. is called a Mayid, a Mayid, a Yantav. We never call it a yanteth. we call it a mayad. We call it a mayad. the same as a Yantav is called a Mayid. is also called a Mayid. Now some people want to explain Tishabob as a Mayid because we know that Mashiach is going to be born on Tishabob. B'Av, so that within the sadness, there's still an element of joy within the day of Tisha because Mashiach is going to be born, and there's, there's a, a good element to Tisha as well, and therefore we think that, therefore, that a good element is what gives it the dinner of the mayat. However, this year, Tisha disproves us, because this year Tisha falls on a Shabbos, Shabbos, we have a normal Shabbos, Sunday is the tenth of Av, and we fast, And we don't say Tachman on Sunday. Why don't we say Tachman on Sunday? Because it's a moyed. For one second, why is it a moyed? If the reason why it's a moyed is only because of Mashiach being born on Tisha or anything to that effect, that was yesterday. Today, on the Sunday, that's not going to happen. So we see very clearly that it's not the fact that there's some outside circumstances which creates the Shemoyed, but it's the very morning itself the very morning itself which creates the Moyet the very morning is the cause of the the, 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 the definition of Moyet which is attributed to Tishabov it's the Tanit which is the Moyed, not the date in the calendar now if that's the case we need to understand a Moyed of a Yomtef we understand a Moyed is always a time of joy suddenly here we have a Moyed of negativity a Moyed of sadness where the sadness itself is called a Moyet But so the answer is very simple and it's re- really pertinent to understanding what the three weeks are all about the noyed the word noyed comes from the word Zad to come together on, on the yomtev Kali Shorl and Hanakosh will come together they're miszayah they come together as a single unit we connect to the on Yomtev we connect through the tremendous Yomtev the good day on Kishabov, we also connect to the Yomtev we're connecting to the Yomtev in as much or perhaps even more than on the yomtev the very fact that we're mourning the distraction of the Ritim the very fact that we're crying over the, the the the, the, the Shinner, not being in the in the mikdosh, not being in the base of Mikdash, not being with us, that the Shechina has left this world, that itself gives us a connection to the Shechina that we wouldn't have any other way. Sometimes a person has uh, 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 everything around him, he's disconnected from all that's around him because he thinks he's got it there, he's relying on the fact that it's all there, and it's, he's just totally disconnected. Having it all laid on a plate disconnects you from that which is there. Mourning something which is which is lost the mourning itself is an element of connection. That mourning keeps you connected to the thing you're mourning about. Here as well, competition of we're crying and we do, we sit on the floor and we cry that there's a brain sharm left us. That fact, the fact that we're crying brings your Shalom and means that we're connected to the brain shalom. And we haven't lost the brain shalom. And al wherever is on Yerushalayim whoever mourns Yerushalayim Because by mourning for your you're fulfilling the Mayyid, you're you're connected to the brain shalom and then that connection with itself the rebuilding of the Beit HaMikdash so if we can perfect our and watch everything that we do will be to see. we won't need to be mourning in order to connect we'll be able to connect purely through joy and through simcha and through yontav